The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Breaking news from KXAN News. Guilty of murder. That is the verdict for Army Sergeant Daniel Perry, who shot and killed a Black Lives Matter protester in downtown Austin. This verdict came in just minutes ago. And while jurors found Perry guilty of murder in the death of Garrett Foster, they also found him not guilty on a second charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. KXN's Jayla Washington is live for us at the Travis County Courthouse. Jayla, what is the reaction to this verdict? Hey guys, well to say that people are shocked, overjoyed, overcome with emotion would be an understatement. Uh, relatives all here, that includes Perry's family as well as Foster's family. As soon as we heard that verdict, you just heard sobs being let out throughout the courtroom. Take a listen. Now, I can tell you that I have spoken already with uh, Whitney as well as her mother. They both are just feeling like this is a huge burden that's been lifted off of their shoulders. They've been living with this for three years and they feel like the jury, uh, in fact, finding Perry guilty of murder just validates that Garrett's life did matter. Now, I can also tell you I just saw uh, Foster's family downstairs outside of the courthouse. They're all just, I think, in shock overcome with emotion um, but you know we've got to recognize as well this is an emotional day for Perry's family uh, hearing this verdict being read in the courthouse today now you remember the state their main argument here was that Perry could have driven off he could have kept driving even after finding himself in that crowd and ultimately uh, looks like the jury did agree with the state's argument that self-defense was not valid in this case again we have been following this trial for two weeks now, lots of emotions here. We're definitely going to be checking in with families. But for now, I'll send it back to you guys. Okay, Jayla, thanks so much. And for a bit of clarity right now, uh, Jayla referenced Whitney, and that was uh, Foster's fiance, and that's who she talked to as well as his mother. Get you an update at 6 o'clock. Well, a Hayes County Corrections officer faces criminal charges. The sheriff's office says a grand jury indicted Isaiah Garcia for deadly conduct for shooting and killing Joshua Wright at a Kyle hospital in December. And Wright was an inmate in the officer's care at that time. KXN's Brianna Hollis walks us through this case and what that charge means. It is gratifying that the concerns of the family have been affirmed through this indictment. Why did they have to kill my baby boy is what I want to know. Family members of Joshua Wright have demanded justice and transparency since his death in December. The sheriff's office says corrections officer Isaiah Garcia shot Wright when he tried to escape while receiving medical treatment at Seton Hospital in Kyle. The sheriff's office also says Wright assaulted Garcia during the incident. But the exact details of what led up to that shooting remain murky. So... As soon as this horrific event took place, the shooting at the hospital took place, I had uh, staff in the hospital reach out to me telling me what was going on, and it was very different from what was being shared by others. Hayes County Judge Ruben Becerra demanded clarity in the release of the body camera video the day after the shooting. The district attorney says the video will not be released until the case is resolved, but the grand jury got the opportunity to view it. Garcia faces a deadly conduct charge. Deadly conduct is pretty much exactly as it sounds. Criminal defense attorney Alan Bennett explains how deadly conduct differs from manslaughter or assault. He says the fact this happened in a hospital likely plays a role. Someone is engaging in conduct 
and that conduct is such that it puts another in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death. No one has to actually get hurt. No one has to suffer an injury or death. It is the conduct itself that defines deadly conduct. Wright faced several charges at the time of his death, including unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, bail jumping, and reckless driving. The department placed Garcia on leave after the shooting. Before that, he had worked as a Hayes County Corrections Officer since 2018. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. And Garcia is a member of CLEAP, the Combined Law Enforcement Associations of Texas, which helps provide legal services for officers. Now, we did ask the group about his case. A spokesperson says, quote, CLEAP remains committed to our honorable duty to represent our members and cannot comment further on this because of a pending criminal case. And we requested Garcia, the corrections officer's records from the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement. It says Garcia has worked as a full-time jailer for the Hayes County Sheriff's Office for just under five years. Now in that time, he has completed 636 hours of T-Cold training courses. Notably, he finished a one-hour course on use of force. That was back in January of this year after this shooting. And then last year, also before the shooting, before the shooting, I should say, he completed courses on less lethal weapons and jail firearms. First warning weather with Jim Spencer. Meteorologist David Yeoman's on assignment tonight. Glad to be in for him on a rainy day. Get to talk about the rain on the radar. It's actually the third day in a row that we've seen it, mainly the last 48 hours. But look at it. A lot of light rain up and down the Austin metro counties, a little to the west, still some to the east. These pockets of yellow and orange right in there. Those are some heavier downpours that we are seeing again today. This has been wonderful. We haven't seen anything like this in quite some time. Haven't had an inch of rain in a single day since early March. And we're up over two inches in the last couple of days. 53 degrees in Austin right now. You can see it is still raining here in the city, although that fog has lifted a little bit. So have a lot of low cloudiness and much cooler than normal temperatures. We're talking 20 degrees below average today in many areas anyway. 50s out in the hill country, a few 60s in the Austin metro area. We've been between 50 and 53 degrees all day long today. Chilly, rainy day. Same thing in the eastern counties here. 52, looks like 54 degrees, pretty common temperatures. Hey, oh, we've got a big warm-up coming and just in time for Easter weekend and Easter Sunday, but we don't get back to even normal until next Thursday when we're back above 80 degrees or so. What about this rain? Is it going to continue into Easter weekend? I've got the answer coming up in first warning weather. Hi, Jim. Thank you very much. Democrats from the White House on down are condemning the actions of Republican Tennessee lawmakers after the GOP supermajority kicked out two black Democratic members from the State House of Representatives. And the expulsion votes are shining a spotlight on the nation's debate over guns. The latest now from Alice Barr. In Tennessee today, fallout from an unprecedented vote to expel two Democratic lawmakers exposing the nation's fault lines. They had a protest against House policy on the floor. One thing we won't do is ever quit. Vice President Kamala Harris traveling to Nashville in solidarity with representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. They were ousted by members of the Republican-dominated State House for disorderly behavior when they led protesters in chants against gun violence on the House floor. 
following the Nashville school shooting that killed six people, including three children. These young people were silenced for standing and calling for common sense gun laws after a mass shooting. They're not being heard, and now our districts are being silenced. I mean, this is this is attacking democracy on so many different levels. A motion to expel a third Democrat, Gloria Johnson, narrowly failed. Asked why she thinks she was spared. It might have to do with the color of our skin. State House Republicans deny that claim. Our members literally didn't look at the ethnicity of the members that were up for expulsion. Members of the Tennessee Black Caucus saying their colleagues were unfairly prosecuted. Welcome to Tennessee, where there's a pattern of racism that has permeated these halls that we walk through. Tennessee House members have only voted to expel their elected colleagues three other times since the Civil War and never for a rules violation. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And the expelled lawmakers may not be gone for long. They can be appointed temporarily by those in their home districts until voters have a say again in a special election. Now, the majority of Nashville council members have already said they will vote to reinstate Representative Justin Jones. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas says he was not required to disclose the many trips he and his wife took that were paid for by a Republican mega donor from Dallas, Harlan Crow. In a statement, Thomas says he was advised by court colleagues and others in the federal judiciary that, quote, this is sort of personal hospitality from a close personal friend who did not have business before the court was not reportable. Now, Thomas didn't name those he consulted. ProPublica reported Thomas has for more than two decades accepted luxury trips from the donor nearly every year without reporting them. Two Russian news agencies say jailed Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gorkoshevich right now has been formally charged with espionage and has entered an official denial. The news outlets didn't say in what form he was charged or when, but usually suspects are presented a paper outlining the accusations. Russian authorities arrested the 31-year-old reporter last week. He's the first U.S. correspondent since the Cold War to be detained for alleged spying. He's accused of trying to obtain classified information about a Russian arms factory. With states, including Texas, passing new bans for trans athletes, the Department of Education is proposing a new rule, how it would apply to schools nationwide. And the Pope skips some Good Friday events, the latest on his health as we enter Easter weekend. The newest cadet class for Austin Travis County EMS graduated today at the Texas State Capitol. 28 field cadets and one communications cadet were sworn in today. Seven of the field cadets are clinical specialists and they are first to graduate as part of a new lateral hire program, all to help with those staffing shortages. The Vatican says Pope Francis has skipped Good Friday's Way of the Cross event due to the extremely cold weather in Rome. Rather than presiding over the torch-led procession at the Colosseum, the 86-year-old pontiff watched from the hotel where he lives at the Vatican. Now, he did attend the two-hour Passion Celebration prayer service at St. Peter's Basilica. Francis was discharged from a Rome hospital on Saturday following treatment for bronchitis. Yesterday, he presided over Mass in St. Peter's Basilica and later washed and dried the feet of a dozen residents of a Rome juvenile prison in a ritual symbolizing humility. We are above normal in rainfall. Haven't said that in a while, at least for the month. This system over the last three days has brought Mabry almost two and a half inches. We're still a little behind for the year, but it did go a great deal, uh, a great uh, distance in catching us up. 
Uh, about the same at the airport, 2.4 inches out of this storm, and we're about an inch behind here year to date. Other rainfall totals and the Easter weekend forecast still to come. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. The Department of Education is proposing a new rule that would forbid schools and colleges across the U.S. from enacting outright bans on transgender athletes. And this comes as many Republican-controlled states, including Texas, are passing bills restricting the rights of the trans community. More now from Rashad Hudson. The Biden administration says it is taking steps to prevent schools and colleges from broadly banning transgender athletes from competition. This administration has their back. The proposal adds to Title IX, a federal law that ensures students are not discriminated against based on sex. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. The White House says the new rule is a direct result of many Republican-led states banning all transgender athletes from competing. The announcement comes after the Supreme Court refused to reinstate West Virginia's transgender athlete ban, while lawmakers there wait for legal challenges to play out. Ultimately, the Supreme Court will likely end up ruling that biological males should not be participating in women's sports. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey and Sarah Parshall Perry with the Heritage Foundation believe making this change to Title IX will hurt sports for women. To allow anything other than participation based on biological sex turns that civil rights paradigm on its head. This is part of a broader effort to just allow these woke uh, cultural ideas to come in. The proposal does allow schools to apply some limits in certain cases to ensure fairness and safety. Reporting in Washington, we're shot. First warning weather with Jim Spencer. Can't remember the last time we saw this, but it started raining on Wednesday. This is a 48-hour time lapse of our radar. We've had rain in our area somewhere consistently, persistently, nonstop for the last 48-plus hours. And at this hour, as we go to the last 30 minutes or so here, uh, you can see that light rain continues in the metro area, much of the metro area, which is a couple of pockets of some heavier downpours, uh, generally west and east. We're a little bit drier right now, but you've been wetter down to the south and east. We've seen numerous five-inch totals from Bastrop, nearly six inches at Lake Bastrop, uh, down to southern Fayette County, some places near six inches. LaGrange has had about three and a half or so, but south of there, five inches in southern Fayette County. But where we really need the rain the worst right now in terms of our Highland Lakes drought is out here where the least fell. There's a little area in northwest Mason County where there wasn't even a drop of rainfall. There were some one-inch totals the further east you got uh, up and down Highway 281, and then two to three-inch totals were uh, fairly common here in the Austin uh, metro area. We've got to get some rain out there in the hill country. We're going to be in trouble. Uh, current temperatures uh, still very, very chilly out there. We're almost 20 degrees cooler 
warmer than normal for the second day in a row because of this cold air that's gotten locked in by this cloud cover and moisture. 53 degrees. Speaking of Lake Travis, the Sometimes Island looks like it's become one peninsula now that stretches all the way back nearly to Mansfield Dam Park. You'd need 30 feet of water just to get Lake Travis back to the average level. By the way, this is our Oasis camera view there, so that's why we need the rain upstream of Lake Travis. 53 right now. North wind at 7 miles per hour in Austin. Temperatures around all of Texas today have been cooler than average with 50s here where it's been raining the most from Austin down to the coast. There's that front that brought us the cool air. So why is it still raining? We're behind the front. Well, we've got a trough out here to the west that keeps feeding these little disturbances overhead uh, nonstop. That's why the rain has been nonstop for two days. But that trough is about to flatten out, which means less rain over Easter weekend. Cloudy, foggy in the morning, maybe Easter morning too. May see some sunshine break out tomorrow afternoon. And then we're cloudy again to start the day. Easter sunrise is 7, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. May not see the sunrise in too many places. Could have some fog even, but not much rain on Sunday. May see rain return on Monday with a quick-moving disturbance across Texas. It's in and out of here. Maybe lingering Tuesday, but I have my doubts about that and not a lot of rainfall in association with that next system. Okay, temperatures. They've only moved three degrees all day. They'll only move three degrees all night, if that. Could dip into the 40s with a little drier air trying to settle in here. And then tomorrow, noticeably nicer, maybe a little sun, and if so, we get back into the middle to upper 60s, maybe even a few low 70s. Seven-day forecast, well, let me start with tonight. 49, patchy light rain and isolated thunderstorm. Tomorrow, 68. Low clouds in the morning, maybe a little fog, then mostly cloudy, kind of a light wind. That'll be pretty nice temperature. Look at Easter Sunday, though. 73 degrees in the afternoon after kind of a cool start to Easter Sunday. There's that Monday forecast with the best chance of some rain and some thunderstorms the whole week. Just a slight chance, I think, on Tuesday. And notice it takes until next Thursday before our temperature even warms back to normal, which by then will be 80 degrees and maybe just a little bit above that, taking rain out of the forecast through the end of the work week. But hey, I don't know about you, this rain has been just exactly what I call great weather the last couple of days. We love it. Thank you very much, Jim. Well, just ahead, the record set in last night's Spurs game at the Moody Center. Kyle is changing up its traffic lights to make sure you can get help as quickly as possible during an emergency. The police department today said it's improving response times by changing the system that communicates with the traffic lights. Now it analyzes first responder vehicles at intersections and then works to make it easier for them to pass through an area while cutting off traffic flow on side streets. And that's not all. It's also supposed to help ease congestion. Last night's Spurs Portland Trailblazers game at the Moody Center, the first ever NBA game played in Austin, set a new attendance record for the Moody Center. 16,023 fans watched the game, and Spurs Week wraps up tomorrow with the Spurs playing the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Moody Center at 3 o'clock. Well, no reruns tonight on KXAN. You can catch all new episodes of Lopez versus Lopez at 7, Grand Crew at 7.30, and then an all-new Dateline NBC case out of Texas. Before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.